is no fear of God before the eyes of the ungodly. Welcome back to the Hackberry House, a daily podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church of North Korea. My name is Bob, and this is podcast number 273. It is September 13, 2015. Today's stories and comments from and about North Korea are from my own collection of such stories. It's on Sermon Audio already in one sense. I remember that I used to put these stories on a little at a time, maybe three or four minutes each. Uh, We're going to stretch that out to our normal podcast time now and and go through this collection again as, uh, as I feel led. There'll be Parts I may leave out, parts I may add, but I I want to share this with you. I was first touched by the persecuted church as a boy of about eight, 14, 15, on a trip to the Kayamishi Mountains in Oklahoma with my home church. We had an annual men's meeting out there. We spent the, the week eating bean suppers, letting our beards grow. Well, the men, men did. And listening to great speakers. At the end of the week was the mystery speaker, some big personality who had also had a relationship with Christ. It was usually someone whose name was a household term, but not this year, not to me anyway. Richard Wormbrand was introduced, and I I guess I kind of expected to be bored after that. I'd never heard of him. And besides, he wasn't from my evangelical background, or so it seemed, from the backward collar, Not until Wormbrand, who was a Romanian Jew and a Lutheran pastor, not until he stripped to the waist and showed us holes in his body uh, that were placed there by communist torturers wielding red-hot pokers, not until then was I, I suddenly involved in his talk. This was the famous voice of the martyrs, Richard Wormbrand, whose nickname... Voice of the Martyrs was eventually given to the organization that is now headquarters, headquartered in that same Oklahoma. As I write these words, or as I speak these words, uh, as I wrote them, originally I was a representative of VOM. Anyway, from age 14 until somewhere in my early 40s, not much clicked along these lines, and then a trip to Wormbrand's Communist Romania, 1985, again in 1987, and my heart began to burst for these heroic saints who gave everything for Jesus. Well, it all reopened that pain in my heart while I was viewing a documentary about North Korea that was in the first decade of this century. I fairly shouted at the television as I viewed the atrocities of the Kims and their cronies. I began to write and to pass on stories of others who had written. And so in this book, you have the essence of what I said in those two years. Over 300 articles documenting the persecution, the faith, and a whole lot more of the people of North Korea. So let's just get going with that and... By the way, the name of the book is Hackberry House, Volume 1. You can get it at sermon, excuse me, at uh, createspace.com forward slash 391-4024. 
as I said, it's a pretty good sized book, 300 some articles. We're talking uh, about 550 pages that'll cost you $17, either that way or you can go to Amazon.com and get it. <clears throat> the Villagers of Goksan was the first article. There's a constant price to pay for one's faith in North Korea. Voice of the Martyrs at Persecution.com tells about 19, 29, 29 persons arrested in North Korea one morning in the remote village of Goksan. This is many years ago. Among the group is a mother and her young daughter. They and the rest of this Christ-loving group, this church, with, with their pastor, are bound and placed before a crowd of communists. They're told by a guard, deny Christ or die. And they all refuse to deny him. So the guard addresses the adults, deny Christ or we'll hang your children. A little girl looks up at her mom, grips her hand. She knows she is loved. Her mother whispers to her, today, today I will see you in heaven. Now, if you're looking for a happy ending to this story, you should really stop listening right now. If you might be offended by something very difficult, you need to turn down the volume or turn it off altogether. Are you ready? Okay. All of the children are hanged. The adults, in agony already, are now forced to lie down on the pavement in front of a large steamroller. Deny this, Jesus, or you'll be crushed. But they're already crushed. The children, they watch their children hang. Their life is hid in Christ anyway. They're ready to meet him and to see their children again. The driver starts the engine. The villagers softly sing in Korean. Mol love to thee more love to thee you remember that old song now i wish we still could sing some of the old songs in the church what if the old songs would become the new songs that they've been forgotten so long that they would be introduced as new songs well anyway pray for north korea unimaginable horror continues in that place. Number two, North Korea strikes again. Voice of the Martyrs reporting the death of a North Korean evangelist. His crime reportedly was possessing and distributing a Korean New Testament. Though details are not yet available, prayers are being asked for family and friends. Well, North Korea is in the news often in, in those days that I was writing, and still today. But until heaven, we won't know all the evil that's been done in secret in this land. Underground nuclear explosions, the rise of radiation levels, the poverty. Sounds a little bit like Iran, doesn't it? We don't make great deals, do we? The madness of the rulers over there, the hatred that they have for our nation. It's all very uh, 2015. But how many know about those even in the Communist Party? who try to get to freedom in China from that, that land and, and freeze to death on the way. 
How many know of the helium balloons that are sent over by the South Koreans to preach the gospel? Who knows about the woman who escaped to China and was sold to a Chinese man as a way to survive? Well, I've been telling you about that too. This particular woman came to Christ and now must run across the street to hide in a church when she is beaten by her new husband. The same sisters regularly awakened at 2 a.m. to pray for all those who are now hurting her in some way, awakened evidently by the Lord. Please pray for the North Koreans, perhaps the most repressed people on earth. Here's a story. It's a little longer. I'm going to read it all. It'll run us over time, but we actually we don't have any rules about that, do we, anymore? This is based on a true story from North Korea. It's adapted from Link Activity Book, A Voice of the Martyrs, published especially for young people. It's a young people story. <clears throat> it's called, I Wish I Had Done, I Had Not Done My Homework. No written homework. Mm. Miss Soon could hardly believe her ears. She looked around her third grade classroom. The boys were shouting, hooray! The girls were smiling and whispering to each other. The teacher was quietly letting them enjoy the moment. Every night, the children spent hours at home writing Korean words. They also worked many math problems. After they were done with all their homework, they were eager to tumble into bed. It was, it was hard for me soon to stay awake long enough to hear a story from the book that her mother and father loved to read to her. But tonight, they'd have nothing to write. How kind this teacher is, thought Misun. After the communists took over North Korea, many classrooms got new teachers. Mother and father were worried about what this might mean. Misun couldn't wait to tell them about the teacher's kindness. Maybe that would stop them from worrying. Children! Children! The teacher was rapping on her desk with a ruler. Tonight, instead of writing your homework, I want you to play a game. It'll be like a secret treasure hunt. Well, the children all got quiet and listened. They like games. When you go home tonight, I want you to look for a black book. Some of your mothers and fathers read this book to you before you go to sleep. Misun's eyes got wide. She was so surprised. How did the teacher know about the bedtime storybook? The teacher must be very smart as well as very kind. Sometimes this book is hidden, the teacher was saying. You may have to search for it. But don't tell your parents what you're looking for. It's a secret. Misun had never kept secrets from her mother and father. For a minute she wondered if it was a good idea to start now. But, well, she was sure this nice teacher knew what was best. And besides, it was just a game. When you find the book, bring it to school tomorrow. Whoever does a good job on this homework will get a wonderful prize. A prize? I've never gotten a prize for homework before. Sometimes some of the other children got prizes for very neat handwriting or perfect math work. Misun's work was always good, but never the best. She couldn't wait to get home and start on the homework game. She ran all the way home after school. Then she wished she hadn't gone so fast. There was nothing to do but wait until her parents 
went to bed so she could look for the book. At supper, Misun told her mother and father how much she liked the new teacher. She's very wise, but she didn't tell them about the homework game. Misun got ready for bed early. Her parents were surprised. We thought you wouldn't be tired tonight since you had no homework. But mother tucked her in warmly in the bed, and father went to the kitchen to get the book. And Misun listened carefully. She heard a strange scraping. Didn't sound like a drawer opening. It wasn't a cabinet door. Where could father be keeping this book? Father came back with the book and sat beside Misun's bed. Would you like to choose the story tonight? He asked Misun. Misun thought and thought. And she liked the story about the man in the big boat with the pairs of animals. Uh, the one about the man in the den with the hungry lions was exciting too. Which one would she choose? I know. Read me the one about the people who were in a little boat when a big storm came. They were scared, but the man called Jesus told the storm to be still. Ah, yes, Mother said, that's a, that's a good story, Misun. I'd like to hear that one too. And so Father read the story. And then Misun's parents kissed her and told her good night. She listened as Father put the book away. Again, she heard the strange scraping sound. If I can figure out what that sound is, it will help me find the book. It seemed like such a long time until her mother and father went to bed. But Misun had no trouble staying awake. She was too excited to sleep. She thought about how happy her parents would be when she brought her prize home. Well, at last, her parents went to bed. She waited a few more minutes. Then slowly, she crawled out of bed tiptoed to the kitchen. This would be the hard part of the game. Where would the book be hidden? Suddenly a stone in the kitchen wall caught her eye. It wasn't in line with the other stones. It, it stuck out too far. Misun pushed the stone gently. It moved with a scraping sound. Ever so slowly and quietly, Misun pulled the stone out of the wall. As she had guessed by this time, the book was hidden behind the stone in the wall. Misun took the book out of the hole in the wall and carefully replaced the stone. She sneaked back to her room, trying very hard not to make any noise. Safely in her room, she put the book in her school bag. Happily, she snuggled under her covers and went to sleep. Tomorrow is going to be such a wonderful day. Well, the next day, school was even better than Misun had thought it would be. Only 14 of the 60 students in the third grade class had done a good job with their homework. At a big meeting in the school gym, each of the 14 was called up to the stage to be honored. And all day, they were treated like princes and princesses. Best of all, they each received a big bright red flag and a red scarf to keep. Many of the children at the school wore red scarves. They got the scarves when they joined the Communist Children's Club that met after school. But Misun didn't have one. Her parents had said they wanted her to come home after school. Misun liked to please her mother and father, and so she didn't join the club. But now she had a red scarf and a red flag. Misun ran home from school even faster than she had the day before. 
Her new scarf was around her neck and she carried her flag. Mother, mother, she called when she reached her house. Look what I got. But uh, mother wasn't in the kitchen. That's funny, thought me soon. Mother's always in the kitchen fixing supper when I get home. Me soon ran from room to room in the small house, calling for her mother, but the house was empty. Of course, thought me soon, mother is in the barn doing the evening chores early. So she ran across the yard to the barn. Mother, she called as she burst into the barn, come and, and see my wonderful prizes. But mother wasn't in the barn either. How strange, me soon said out loud to no one. She walked back to the house planning how she would hang up her flag to surprise mother and father when they got home. Me soon changed into after-school clothes and hung the flag on the wall by the front door, washed her face, hands for supper. She even worked some of her math problems for school the next day, but still, mother and father didn't come home. I'm so hungry, cried Me soon. She lay on her bed. Tears fell on her pillow, and soon she was asleep. Staying up late the night before to find the book and all the excitement of the day had made her very tired. When she woke up, the sun was coming up. What a dream I had, she said. I dreamed I was all alone in the house. Sleepily, me soon went to the kitchen to eat breakfast. No one was there. It wasn't a dream. She was all alone. Me soon ran fearfully to the front door. Three policemen were walking to the house. The policemen packed all of Me soon's clothes and books, even her new flag. They took her to a government home to live. Me soon cried and cried for many days. She missed mother and father. No one would tell her where they were. Worry and fear raced through her mind like a raging storm. Sometimes she dreamed that the man named Jesus came and told, and told the storm to be quiet. In her dream, she felt very peaceful. Then she'd wake up and cry again. Jesus, he was just a man in a storybook. Even if he had really lived, he was surely dead by now. Many years later, we have another story of Misun, still wishing that she had never done that homework. She's visiting a house church with friends in China. Forty years have passed since she's seen her mother and father. She's still very sad. These Christians in China were all very kind to Misun. She felt safe with them. She told them the whole story of her sad life. She even told them about the book and about her dreams of the man named Jesus. The people in the house, the house church, explained to me soon that her parents' black book was a Bible. They told her that her parents had probably gone to prison because owning a Bible in North Korea was against the law there. And then one of the Christians said, Me soon, I'm very sorry for all the sadness you've been through, but I think I have some good news for you. Good news? Yes, said the Christian. It's about, it's about Jesus. He isn't just a story in a storybook. He really lived on earth. Well, that's nice. He, he must have been a very nice man. 
but she still didn't sound too happy. But me soon, there's more good news. Jesus is alive. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he must be very old. No, Jesus died, but he rose from the dead, said one of the Christians. We can't see him now, but we can pray. And our sins will be forgiven. And Jesus will fill our hearts with his love. You mean Jesus is, is like God? Asked Misun. Yes, said another Christian. But I don't believe in any God. Because if there was a God, he wouldn't have let me, he wouldn't have let me do my homework. God loves you very much. He loves the whole world. That's why he sent his son Jesus to save us. He didn't cause bad people to take you away from your mother and father, but, well, there's one more bit of good news. Your mother and father believed in Jesus, so they're with him now in heaven. You can see them again someday if you go to heaven. Misun's mouth fell open. I can see my mother and father again? For the first time in 40 years, Misun felt hopeful. After Misun heard the gospel story, she gave her life to him and forgave those who had done her such evil. She even began to pray for the other 13 students who had done their homework. She learned to know the peace of Jesus that had only been a dream before. Ah, oh, can you pray for North Korea? Because there's no fear of God before the eyes of the ungodly. Pray for North Korea that the ungodly will be taken out of power, that God's people will be released, that even in their prison situation now, they will be free in their hearts, that they will be soul winners, that they will be lovers of all that is good, that Jesus will visit them and comfort them even now as you pray. We'll see you tomorrow as we go into another book about Hackberry House. Hackberry House Volume 2, I'm reading to you in North Korea about Volume 1, but Volume 2 talks about comments on today's church. I love today's church. I'm in that church. I'm part of it. And I don't want to be critical, but when we see things that need to be corrected, need to say something about it and God's people need to understand because not everybody's in a church that deals with corrections you know so I will share some of the things that I have discovered uh, about the church and in the church and ask that you pray for the church too there's so much that we need to pray about isn't there God bless you today